0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Courageously Confident Coaching Podcast. I am excited. Today's episode is an interview. It's a conversation that I had with Betsy and Laura, who are the founders of Luscious Hustle. They're Luscious Hustle. That's their brand. That's their podcast. They are incredible women who are just so genuine. Honestly, it was such a refreshing conversation to have with them and they share their story, their business story with you guys. We talk a lot about the inner work. We talk a lot about, you know, not really strategy, not, you know, what to do, but who you need to be. We talk about leadership and a lot of their conversation that they share is super relevant to what's going on in the world right now. I know that you guys are definitely gonna fall in love with them. And if you aren't already connected with them on social media, you're definitely going to want to. So before we pop into the episode, anytime when you're listening and you love it and you want to share it, feel free to take a screenshot and you can tag me at Gingy and you can tag them at luscious.hustle on Instagram and share with us that you're listening. We're more than happy to know that you're listening and to celebrate with you guys and even if you want to you know dm us on instagram and say hey i love this episode or what part you love the most i know they would really appreciate it and so would i so here it is let's jump into the conversation all right everyone i'm so excited to have betsy and laura from the luscious hustle brand they're luscious hustle on instagram and your podcast is also luscious hustle right
1: Mm-hmm, that's right.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So it, it's, it's always interesting when I'm interviewing two and not one because I'm like, who's going to talk? First? <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. So why don't you, whoever wants to go first, um, introduce you guys maybe as a team first and like what you guys do together and then share each of your stories of, of how you got to where you are now in the online space and the coaching industry.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you for that. So in a nutshell, I mean, Betsy and I are transformational brand and business coaches, you know, we support women to, you know, turn that spark of an idea into a side hustle and then into a full fledged business and a luscious life. Um, And we really are, you know, a, a big a big piece of our work is around energetics and communication and how we are digging into ourselves and then also communicating with everyone around us, whether it's your family, your friends, your business partners, your clients, your audience. And, you know, luscious hustle really (laughs) is, it is a marriage of the masculine and the feminine. So the luscious is the divine feminine, that deep intuitive knowing. And then the hustle is the masculine. It's that, that go-getter drive that's propelling you forward. And, you know, we, we really saw that you need both. And we see that constantly that just gets presented to us over and over and over again. Um, you know, Betsy and I have very different backgrounds. We're actually, t- we're actually total strangers who happen to have the same last names. <laughs> Everyone course, thinks slid into so- my DMs one yeah, day. <laughs> I really did. I slid into her Instagram DMs back in 2016 when DMing was like still pretty fresh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everyone thinks we're sisters or cousins or something. We're not, we're two total strangers. We live in two different countries, 3000 miles apart. We've had very different lives, experiences, careers, but we both came from very masculine environments, very driven, very like all hustle. And there was no luscious. And that really felt like that, that feminine energy, that deep intuitive knowing was the piece that was missing. Mm -hmm. And You know, full disclosure, when we started the podcast and when we started the business, um, luscious was really just an aspirational word for us. We didn't feel luscious at all. Um, Mm. Betsy actually hated the word. I had to try and like sell her on it at the beginning. (laughs)
2: I couldn't even say it. I had a lisp, but like growing up as a child, so luscious and podcast put those two together, and you're like tongue-tied. So for somebody <laughs> like me, like not only was it the bane of my existence, just saying the word every week, but then it was like something that I was just like, "Who's luscious? Like nobody's luscious. Like I'm a New Yorker. Like we go, we hustle. So yeah, it was a it was a good learning curve there for me with that word. <laughs> yeah, I love but- it
1: yeah and so I mean really yeah luscious hustle is is really us figuring out that harmony and that dance between the masculine and feminine, and we've really moved away from the word balance because I think you know if you think about like a teeter totter there's always one end that's up or down, you're never perfectly level on a teeter totter, and I think that's where a lot of women start to struggle when they're building their businesses, building their personal brands, trying to figure out energetically how that works for you as a woman or as a mother or as a caregiver, juggling multiple things it's like you feel like there's this teeter-totter balance happening between your masculine and your feminine and it just gets exhausting. So mm-hmm. we just sort of had to create a new way of doing business for ourselves. And that's really what luscious hustle has become.
0: That's amazing. I, I feel like so many women get confused because it's like the hustle and the flow. And it's like, what do I do? How do I quote unquote, like, how do I do both? When do I hustle? When do I float? You know what I mean? And I feel like you guys were in a place where that was all hustle. And then you found your, your flow, your balance, quote unquote balance, right. Of, of Both of it. And, and that's kind of what you take your clients through. But I, I do see in general, people are confused, like what, with what to do. It's either like all hustle or all flow. And then when you're all hustle, it's you burn out when you're all flow. It's almost like you're not doing anything. Right. So it's like, totally what are you, how do you navigate that? So I'm curious. Um, how you guys, how you found it yourselves?
2: I think I was the one that had the struggled with this conversation the most because I... I spent 12 years in New York city working in fashion and in fashion, like it is that beautiful luscious, like everyone aspires to have this life going to fashion shows, working with designers, being in the back room, like doing like, million dollar deals. Like that was my life. It also was running to Penn station every night to catch my train. It was falling asleep on the train, coming home. Like, so you, you emulate, like you put the, the, the beautiful stuff on the pedestal and then you just completely black out all the shit that's actually happening to you and what that looks like. So when it comes to hustling and moving into the online space, like I moved into the online space as a health coach first, because I had burned myself out so badly in New York city that I literally was like, if I had stayed in my job, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Like I was slurring my words. I, we were wondering if I was having strokes like every day. I mean, it was nuts. Like I I was just not, burnout is not like even, it's the lowest of the low is what I was going through. And my parents actually had to put their foot down to me at 36 and say, you have to move home. Like it wasn't an option anymore for my health. And so when I stepped into health coaching, I still had that New York mentality though. So it was like, I was learning all this incredible stuff and about nutrition and how to show up and how to coach and do all the things. And yet the thing that kept calling me back was business. And I was like, okay, how do I take this knowledge and apply it to, like health coaching and apply it to business. And when Laura and I started the podcast, I mean, honestly, we were doing two different things. She was in network marketing. I was health coaching. We, um, created the podcast and didn't monetize our business for a year. We just listened We had conversations with people and we looked at the pattern. And what was it? We were talking to women entrepreneurs who were in the health and wellness space, who were building businesses on their own. And we were having these really exciting, deep conversations about what it meant to be a woman entrepreneur in the online space, navigating all these changes and this, this ingrained hustle mentality that we all had. And as that unfolded, people kept coming to us and saying, okay, well, teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do this. And so our first product, I mean, literally was a reaction to our audience. They came to us and said, we need to learn how to build an online brand. You guys have done a really great job. Teach us. And so we taught that first course, which was Luscious Hustle Academy, um, And our business just organically grew from there. And I think that's where the flow started happening for us because it was, we had the space to be creative. Creative is the feminine, right? So like when you're creative, you're in your feminine energy, you're following your intuition, you've got that heart that's like leading you. um, But you still have to take action and allowing those two to unfold in their natural rhythm. Both of us have been able to heal our old hustle mentality, so that we can show up in this space in a place that is more harmonious like there's still days you have to hustle and laura's Mm -hmm. a generator i'm a projector i'm supposed to like work a couple hours a day laura's a generator like she needs to be in there working to feel good about herself and to feel light and playful and i think also rewriting the story about like what is work and what isn't work um, because for me, the work that I do, like, yeah, there's days when I work a lot, but I'm creating and it fills my cup up where in the past it wasn't, it was like, I have to do this thing. So it's, it's also reframing how you look at the work that you're doing and how is it energetically serving you?
0: This is so good. I, I love this. I'm a generator too. Yay. Um, but the thing <laughs> is, I love what you said about, um, like when you're in your creative vibe, it's flow. Cause I'm super creative and and. I like, I tell people this, like I do a max of max three hours of scheduled time a day and people are like shocked, but I don't include the time that I'm creating because it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like work. It feels like I'm, you know, whatever it is doing photos or branding or creating this, you know what I mean? Because I'm in my flow, it doesn't feel like work. So I love what you said about redefining what it is to work. And in my opinion, even too, I think I'd be interested what you guys think. Like when we're entrepreneurs, And we choose to do this, it shouldn't feel like, I hate my job. I have to work. It should feel like I'm lit up to work. You know what I mean?
2: Well, if you hate it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. End of story. And so yeah. it's like, if you're, if you're sitting and you're listening to this and you're like, God, I hate doing this. I mean, there's so many creative ways to get around doing work in your business and like there's the excuse column and then there's like hiring help and being a leader and like telling them what to do. And the people that are successful understand that, yes, I can do this work, but it's better off if this, somebody smarter and more detail oriented is doing that work for me so that I can stay in my zone. hmm Instead of just writing the story of like, oh my God, this is awful. I have to do this. Like, no, nobody wants to bring that into their business ever. <laughs> I,
0: I love that mindset. That's amazing. Okay, so let's back it up for a second because I, I need to know the conversation that went down in 2016 in the DMs that led to this partnership.
1: <laughs> well, so I, yeah, so I was doing network marketing then and I was starting to build a bit of a personal brand for myself. Um, I, you know, I immediately like, this is not shitting on network marketing at all, but I really quickly, I realized that like, there's those who drink the Kool-Aid and then there's those who actually build a personal brand and do it, do it a different way. And that was the way I kept leaning into. And, and as much as I enjoyed the company and the products, what I really liked doing was having conversations with other people on my team or other people within that company about how they were sharing what they were doing in the conversation. Like, like I was talking about branding before I really knew what I was doing. Um, And so I, yeah, I slid into Betsy's DMs. I, well, mostly I just noticed that her name, her last name was the same as mine. Milne is not a common name. Like it's not. (gasps) No. Um, it, it just isn't. And so I was like, I loved her profile. She was a health coach. I was like, this is cool. I'm into the things she's into. We have the same last name random. So I just shot her a quick message. Like, Hey, we have the same last name, you know, like let's chat. Coincidentally, she had actually already been looking at the, the company, the product partner I was working with to incorporate into our own health coaching business. So that piece aligned. Um, so we would get on these phone calls. So we, we transitioned from Instagram DM to phone calls pretty quickly. And those phone calls um, would usually last an hour or more And we would get on the call with the intention of like talking about the product and how she can incorporate it into whatever program she's doing or what's happening with her clients. It never happened. We would slide straight into talking about branding and what other people are doing in the online space and who's doing things that are cool. We wanted to, we just wanted to have really interesting conversation with smart, dynamic, confident women. Like we just like those chicks, you know who they are. You feel it in your bones. You're like, I want, I want to chat with that girl. How do I get in the room with that girl? And, you know, the other piece there too, that I think actually correlates nicely with what's happening right now in the world with pandemic life is that I was, I was a new mom. I was home with a baby. I was, you know, in a smaller town outside of Calgary. So I felt quite isolated. Like I really was just doing everything online from home. Betsy of course had moved home with her parents and was healing herself physically. So she wasn't in New York city anymore. So we were both in these weird locations, physically isolated, and we needed the conversation. We needed to create something in the online space that would facilitate these conversations with women that we, you know, you know, how, you know, they, they seemed like they were up on a pedestal. They were so amazing. So, you know, Betsy, it was in December. So we met in, uh, or we met air quotes. We met like virtually on Instagram, not we met in real life. E- Not really. We actually didn't meet in real life until like we're almost had done the podcast for an entire year. Like no joke. So Betsy, Betsy, Betsy messaged me in December of twenty sixteen. She'd just been in New York, you know, visiting friends and she was like, I just gotta start this podcast. She called me up. She's like, Do you want us to do a podcast with me? I was like, Absolutely. I wasn't even listening to podcasts, you guys. Like (laughs) I didn't know a thing about them. I was like, sure, let's do it. I'm not gonna say no. Like really like the the gift of beginner's mindset right there. And so like, sure shit, we recorded the first episode. It was live on iTunes, January, I think 4th of 2017. And that was it. We were off to the races. We had no sweet clue what we were doing. and We had no followers like on it. Like I had like a couple hundred followers on Instagram. Betsy maybe had a couple hundred followers. We started from, from scratch and we just built it and grew. And I would just reach out to people that were other influencers or women that I thought had something interesting to say. And I would be like, Hey, you want to come on my podcast?
0: (laughs) I love that really how it
1: grew. It just grew in the most organic way possible.
0: And to me, that's the best way because you know, it's coming from such a beautiful, like heart centered way. Like, Hey, you want to do this? Cool. Like, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? It feels like there was no, pressure right at the beginning like let's do this and make x amount of money or let's do this and sell this product it was like let's just do this and see what happens let's just do this and reach out to other women like you're both in a place that you just wanted to like you said converse with women that you were really interested in right and and I think that's such a beautiful foundation to build on and even from what I know about you guys it, it still feels like that's the foundation Mm -hmm. is really organic beautiful like collaboration and obviously it's turned into so much more but that foundation feels just like oh so refreshing Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and that's really true for me to this day I mean doing this podcast interview doing the podcast interviews we do on our on our show like having conversations with our clients like the conversation part has never really felt like work to me like it's Mm -hmm. it's creative and we're diving deep and we're holding a lot of space for people and there is work that is done but it doesn't feel like work to me and I think that's You know, going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, it's, you know, that's the elements of the business that will always feel very luscious to me. And you have to be able to identify that so that you can make space and energy for the other things that have to happen in your business that don't always feel so luscious. I don't love building sales pages. It it has to be done. I don't love it, but I'll do it, right? So one thing has to, has to compensate for the other, right? To make it worth it. So you'll lean in and keep doing the work even when you really don't feel like it.
0: A hundred percent. I love it. So you started with the podcast and then it developed into your first coaching program. Tell me like, what, what do you guys do now? What do you sell now? What do you coach now? What does your business look like now?
2: So our business has grown pretty organically over the last two years. So we started with an online course, which was Luscious Hustle Academy. And we had a really great, like we did amazing. Like we we had our, like our first 10K launch, like first one out of the gate, 10K in a month. We were like, oh yeah, baby. Right. And then we were like, okay. And I remember sitting with Laura, like, so we launched that in December, I guess it was November, December. And then in June, we were in New Hampshire together for our mastermind retreat. And I was like, how much money have we made? And we were like calculating and we were like six months in and we'd already hit 50K. And I was like, we could do a hundred. What's that going to look like? And so we started, you know, for it was a lot of trial and error. Like we had, we had the, we had the online course, but we realized that we wanted a community for our women the same way that we had a community in the mastermind that we were in. So we started with one-to-one coaching and very slowly, like, or very quickly, I should say, matriculated that into a mastermind and created our mastermind. And then, um, we had a membership site for a little while. And then that kind of, we realized that we were holding way too much space for this, this program that wasn't really feeling good. Like it was so hard every month to show up. And what we did is we, we actually canceled it and we gave money back. Like that was when membership sites were like the bomb. Everyone was talking about it as a business model. And we were just like, you know what? this isn't working, this doesn't feel good, nobody's showing up on the calls, let's just give the money back and see what happens. So we were still running our mastermind, um, gave the money back, and then we ended up at the end of the first year uh, launching Moon Goddess, which is kind of turned into our signature program. So I have been obsessed with the moon since basically the day I was born, and I have spent a lot of time studying it. And... Um, there's a way to use that energy and the, the lunar cycle in your business. And so when we started using the lunar cycle in our business, we went from 5k months to 10k months to 15k months. And then we were like, we should teach this again. It was like one of those things, like people were like, well, what are you doing? So we were like, here's the course. We're going to show you what we're doing. Um, and so we did, we did that and we, you know, it's just, it's been organic. Like right now, the current programs that we're running, we have um, one-to-one coaching, which is always like our sweet spot. It's very high level. We, we get to really dig into people's businesses and get through those blocks. Um, we just ran a program called soulful sales accelerator, which is a six week program that deals specifically with how to have sales conversations in alignment with yourself, like from the feminine I love talking about sales. I could talk about it. Oh. I love that
1: program. The girls killed it. Like they were making sales like two, like one to two weeks in. Yeah, it was that's amazing. amazing. And they yeah. were all leaning into having, air quotes, awkward conversations. Like they were getting that's over that the key. block. That's the key. Like understanding where it feel, the, where the sales process feels awkward and uncomfortable, where you're blocked, where you're pulling away, and then like mm-hmm. how to lean into that authentically and actually create a real human connection because if you're doing that you will make the sale and there is a there's a communication technique there that just is it's not well understood or learned I think by pretty much anyone even just generally in life but especially in the sales and, and online business world yeah yeah And then the
2: other program that we're running, we're just about to start again, we're revamping our Moon Goddess program, which I'm really excited about, Mm -hmm. um, to deal with more what's happening in the world right now, like with how to manage your energy, how to show up, how to be a leader. It's not just about launching a course anymore in Moon Goddess, it's really about how to sustain those, how to sustain your energy, not leak your energy all over the place so that you can show up authentically and in alignment with your vision. Because I think if pandemic life taught us anything, it was like, expect the unexpected. And with Black Lives Matter being the topic right now that is so important that we all need to be a part of that conversation. Um, we also see women struggling, like how do I consume and then create? How do I show up? How do I pivot? And we really wanna, we really wanna be um, in that conversation and helping women with the tools that we have. So that's gonna be our focus for the next couple months. I love
0: it. And I love what you said about right now. Like I, I'm all about, you know, it's not about making social media and posting offers. It's really about like, who are you going to be, especially in 2020 when we were hit with COVID and Black Lives Matter and all these things like us as leaders, as business owners, as women, as coaches, we're like faced with these things that were like, we weren't expecting this. So it's really like who are you gonna be in these challenging times? And I, I'm all for that. And I love that you guys are kind of pivoting what this course is about because it's about being a strong leader. It's about being a strong woman. It's about being able to handle all these things and being able to pivot and move and, and emotional intelligence, right? Like all these pieces because building a business is not, yeah, it's it's fun and it can be in super alignment with who you are and all these things, but it's, it's hard. <laughs> We're, mm-hmm. we're faced with challenges, right? And I think to prepare women in a way that's, like, not, like, the techie things or the strategy things, but, like, how to be a leader, how to be strong, how to be all these things is so key and so important because that's what I'm – like, it, the people, quote-unquote, on top are the women who are able to navigate through this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's – I I love that you guys are doing that and, and sharing that. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Wow. yeah I think – I think the biggest thing that we've seen in the last couple of weeks and like our inbox is full with messages of women saying, you know, I'm watching this. I want to be a part of it, but I'm told I can't say anything. Like I'm afraid to say something because I don't want to say something wrong. And then I'm consumed, consuming, consuming. Do I change my business model and go in a different direction? And I think for us in our business right now, uh, you know, I mean, it's blaringly obvious. Like, we're two white girls. Like, Laura is the whitest of the way I t- <laughs> she doesn't like it's so funny, and she's blonde, and I'm not. And you know, and it's like, how do we show up, and how do we be good allies? I'm not here to teach people how to be an anti-racist. I'm not here to tell people what to say on platforms or what to do. But what I can do, and what our skill set is, and what we've built a multiple six-figure business on, is understanding and. H- like how to manage your energy so that you can show up. So all of a sudden this abstract concept that everyone was like, how do we sell this in the past? All of a sudden it's a conversation that people are having. We know how to do shadow work. We know how to move you through a limiting belief. We know how to help you get out of spinning and get back into action. And so for me, I think that's, that's the conversation that we can have that doesn't make us feel uncomfortable in a very uncomfortable time because we can then support a greater movement and a bigger cause doing this work that we love. And that's really what I want to start teaching our women and teaching other female entrepreneurs. It's like, yeah, we want to take action. We want to solve all the problems. Like we get into business to solve a problem. That's the core of any business, solve a problem. Um, And you know, it just, the fact that this is aligning with our values right now and re solidifying our core values. I mean, it's, it's in a weird way, it's a very exciting thing to be able to move forward without the fear and the doubt. Um, at least for me, it is. I, I'm assuming it is
1: for Laura too. We talk about this all the time, yeah. but I'm like clapping my No, it definitely here. is. And I think, you know, and I think that, you know, Betsy and I have always endeavored to be super transparent on our podcast and transparent with our audience. I mean, we have personally gone through lots of, Betsy's gone through trauma and I've gone through a very stressful year. And so like, understanding what that heaviness feels like of having to Stare your own shadow in the face and, you know, recognize, am I being a victim right now? Am I in my wounded feminine energy? What things need to be cut, released, unlocked so that I can keep showing up? Because, you know, if I've, if I've listened and heard anything about privilege and, and fragility over the last couple of weeks, it's that women, uh, black and indigenous people of color don't really have the opportunity, the option to just check out and sit back and relax Like part of my white privilege is that I I guess I do have the option to sit back. And I have had that option. And I see now like how that is actually a big systemic issue for a lot of white women. And so it's like, okay, you don't, you feel shitty. Life is hard. Things are getting thrown at you that you didn't ask for. And you are completely out of your control okay, what are we going to do about it? Like, we can't sit in victimhood. We can't sit in guilt. We can't sit in what we would have, should have, could have in the past. It's like, what are we doing to get the energy ramped up now and get into motion again? And that's something that Betsy and I both actually struggled, like, long before Black Lives Matter or Pandemic Life, that was something we each individually struggled with. Like, how do we show up confidently? How do we find that energy? And so I'm really excited to teach that and dig into that with women because I think that's what's going to make number one, a big difference in people's lives individually, but more important, it's going to create real actual social change for everyone.
0: Oh, I love it. It's just so refreshing. You know what I mean? And, and I love what Betsy said of like, you're not, you aren't the person to speak about, you know, racism right now. You're not the expert in that, but you do have tools to help the women who are struggling with how do I show up now? What do I do? Like, do I sell? Do I, not sell? Do I post? Do I not like this? These are all the things that are coming up and you know, you're, you are, and, and people are the experts to help women navigate through their, their emotions and the things that are going on so they can move forward personally in life, in business and everything. And those tools are so important. Like you guys were saying, not just now, but always right. Mm-hmm. And, but this was just unfortunately, a big smack in the face to to realize these things, but, but I think it's important tools to have all the time. So this is, this is so good. Right. And, and showing women how to pivot to pivot when these things happen. Like I keep joking, like 2020, like what is going on? But I'm also like 2020 has taught me the most things I've ever learned in a short amount of time as a person, as an
2: entrepreneur. Yeah. I was so excited for 2020. Honestly, I was like, this is the year. And I mean, it has been a year. Just not, not well, at think, all in the way that we thought it was going to
1: look. I think we did a podcast episode at the end of December and Betsy was like, you know, 2020 and she'd done it dug into like the moon and the astrology mm-hmm. behind it. She's like, it's the, it's the year of infinite possibility. It sure is like anything <laughs> is possible. And you know, it's like, yeah. Is it unfortunate that all this is happening or is it fortunate? Like it's just forcing us to grow faster, right? Yeah. It's like, it's actually collapsing time is what's happening. And we're we're being, we don't have a choice about whether or not we get to do some deeper work on ourselves and be better persons and show up in a better way. It's like, no, you have to now. You actually have to, it's sink or swim.
0: Yeah. And I in, like in that. March, There's a that likes that. Yeah. In March, I remember like when I'm in Canada, I'm in Ontario. And when it really started to like, change the dynamic of society. I was basically like, okay, Steph, what are you going to do? Are you all in or what, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm all in. I'm like more than ever. People need the online space, need the support. And it was transformational for me, like as how I wanted to show up. And for so many other women, you know what I mean? It was like the leaders were like rising. You know what I mean? It's, it's exactly what you said. How do you want to show up? But, um, this it's, it's really a decision because I think a lot of these things, it's an easy cop out for people to be like, it's hard. I can't do this. But some people are just like, I I'm going to take this on head on and I'm, I'm going to be a leader during this time. And I think it's so incredible and it, and it's so, so needed.
2: It's needed. And it's, it's, I love what you're saying about like, am I all in or I'm not? So like in March, transparency my dad was sick and in the hospital in march and then he was in on home on hospice in april so like as the world unfolded and my family's from canada so like my they came down to see my dad i live in pennsylvania and then they had to go back up and then everyone was on lockdown and it was like a very traumatic experience to say the least But it's really interesting. One of the things that happened as I was taking time away from business is I was consuming. And like as a projector, part of what I like to do is I consume and then I process and then I can go and create. And I actually feel like now when I watch people who during coronavirus have have sort of, they were really gung-ho at the beginning and then they're like petering off on the side, the the thing that's pulling them away is actually nostalgia. They're like Mm -hmm. looking back to how things were before instead of staying open to the possibility of what's going to come. And I think that's the shadow work that we're talking about, right? Like we're afraid of the unknown. It's kind of dark. We don't know where we're going. There's no clear path, no set, set of rules anymore. And leadership is about owning your own actions, right? Like we have to be able to lead ourselves if we're going to lead other people. And I think- You know, coronavirus has been awesome because it drilled down for us that we love what we do. It also gave us the space to get really clear on our core values. We did pivot. Like we naturally pivoted because we realized, you know what, this is stuff that wasn't feeling good. And now we've got this fresh energy to move forward with and it feels good. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh God, I totally missed the boat. Like I didn't have that moment. You can have that moment now. Like it's never too late in entrepreneurship to double down and go all in. It's just, you know, you have to, don't get lost in the story of like, I need to learn more. I need to consume more. I need to have more information the clarity actually comes from taking action. And that's what separates leaders from employees that are going to have to go back to work. Leaders are taking action right now and, and going in a direction and trusting the path that they're building for themselves.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, I, I always say, it's, it's, it's exactly what you're saying is courage and bravery. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to go see what's going to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's trusting without knowing, right? Like mm-hmm. we all don't know. We don't, we didn't know when things are going to change, when things are going to get better, when things are going to open up, when what life's going to look like after, you know, we still don't even know, right? So it's like, we, but there's no choice. In my opinion, for me, I was like, well, there's no choice but to move, right? And and so it's about making the decision to move, e- even though it's uncomfortable, even though you don't know the answers, even though you don't know, like, what the perfect steps are, right? And I love that. And I think, you know, something that I always talk about, like, okay, just be confident, right, is, is taking courage action. But it's like, how do we, I'm what, I'm just wondering what advice you give your clients or what you talk about. Like, how do you take that courageous step when you don't know, and you're so afraid? What do you, how do you do it? So, it's funny that you asked that funny question you ask that
1: because we have a phenomenal example. <laughs> Go ahead, Laura. Well, so, uh, where to begin? Um, so, you know, Betsy has had, there's, Betsy's had a lot of trauma in her life. Let's just put it that way. That's saying it you know, that's almost being flippant about it. She had a lot of bullying that she experienced in elementary, junior high, high school. She was very sick, missed a lot of high school. And when she was 19, she was raped and it was horrific and awful. And also on top of that, no one believed her. So it's sort of like a double trauma. And she buried that for 20 years. And, you know, even when we first started the podcast, I remember she mentioned it one time, totally in passing. And she's like, well, you know, that, that time I was attacked. And I was like, what? Like, I did it till i like, what do you mean attack? And then like the other shoe drop. And I was like, oh fuck. And it took years of, for me to actually even get that whole story out of her. And, um, I mean, any form of sexual assault or sexual abuse is off, obviously awful and horrific and not okay. Um, what Betsy went through is, I, I mean, really, I think, you know, it was pretty close to homicide. It was pretty bad. And, so then in September of 2018, that was, or the, yeah, the fall of 2018, that was when the Brent Kavanaugh um, confirmation hearings were happening in the US. So there's lots of women protesting and marching in, uh, in Washington, the, the Me Too movement and, and, you know, Time's Up in Hollywood, that was all really like at a, at a peak level. And I said to Betsy, you know, I think that we need to talk about this on the podcast. And up until then, she had always insisted, like, this is never coming out. No one is ever going to hear this story. It lives in a box over here. And that's that. But, you know, I really, I just really thought, like, there's there's something to this. And, you know, as soon as she, and it was hard for her to do that episode. We, had, we recorded it multiple times, deleted it multiple times. Eventually, she got it out in one take just by herself. It's, I think, the only... Mm -hmm. the only solo episode that we have on the podcast. Um, And, you know, her, even just her taking the act to, to, you know, courageously share that story and not just share the story for the sake of sharing the story, although she could have done that, but she really shared the lesson behind it was that when you don't speak your truth, when you lock things inside and you feel unseen and unheard and unsupported for an exceptionally long period of time, it holds you back. And you can't live your truth and you can't stand up and shine and be ready to be seen. And that actually had been a problem in the beginning of our business. Like I did all the social media at the start of the podcast and it literally killed me. I would text her and be like, you have to take a selfie. Like you have to take a selfie and send it to me because people will think you don't exist. But she literally like that much, she didn't want to be seen. Like that was the level of fear we're talking about. Like a lot of post-traumatic stress. So, you know, and it was interesting because she released that, ep- that episode came out on the podcast, I think in September, or October of 2018. And like instantly we were flooded with DMs and messages of women saying like, Oh my God, thank you for t- sharing this. Like I went through that too. And I never told anybody like the number of people who told us they'd never told anyone else. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there was just a lot of latent trauma sitting everywhere. And so you know, first of all, it was, it was, it took a lot of confidence and courage for her to just start sharing the story. But then it takes even more confidence to um, hold the space for other people so that they can reach out and we can start picking through the muck and the murk that is there. Cause that's what happens when you, when you bottle something down for a really long time, it just festers and then you have to open it up and it looks uglier than it ever did before. And it takes a lot of time to heal that. And, Um, you know, that was one of the, but it was one of the best things we ever did for ourselves. Well, Betsy for herself, um, in our business, but also just for the business itself and for actually, um, I think doing something that made a difference in other people's lives. I mean, it didn't have, I mean, what does her being raped have to do with the business coaching, nothing and yet everything. Mm, And wow. You know, that was, and you know, and I, I have also myself over the last year, uh, went through a divorce. And have gone through a lot of harassment and custody battles and there's been a lot of trauma and anxiety i've experienced anxiety for the first time in my life i'm 33 years old and I, I can honestly say i did not understand what anxiety or a panic attack even was until this year and it really held me back it really slowed me down it held me back i felt like i had you know was buried an, under a ton of bricks and it took betsy holding space for me supporting me um to help like unearth that and get my generator engine firing and back online again. And so, you know, and I, we've been pretty as transparent as I legally can be, I guess on, on our podcast about that, because I want women to know that, you know, we have not had necessarily perfect or easy lives. We have had bullshit happen to us. That's completely out of our control. And yet you still have to show up. And when you can find that energy and that space to do that really amazing things will fall into place.
0: I love, I thank you so much for sharing both of your stories and, and all that because the thing is, you know, there are women who are silent and you guys saw that and it and it took your courage and your confidence to share just to share it for yourself. But then the effect it had for other women to be like, thank you for sharing that. Now I can speak. I feel safer speaking, even if it's just in your DMs, like opening up it and freeing that for someone is so beautiful. And and the thing too, it's like leaders in, in the online space, coaches, like when, when we can be vulnerable. And of course it's a choice to share what we want to share, right? It's a choice, but you become so much more relatable. It becomes so much more human. Like you said, we're not, you're not just these perfect people in here, but this thing in this program, like you just become so relatable, so human. And that's what I think like I in my mentor I look for humanness like I want to relate to them right and, and it's like not about being perfect it's about like being a human who can walk with pain and success almost at the same time like share the struggle but also still be thriving and to choose to do that I think is a beautiful thing and I appreciate you guys sharing that and obviously you guys share that so much in your brand and in, and in your podcast and your social media which is just so refreshing and so
2: so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I actually thought she was just gonna tell you the story about how I used to not be able to take a photo. Like I <laughs> realized we were going so deep, but I went I just let this. it all <laughs> out of the box. <laughs> like, oh, okay, go ahead, tell my story. It's cool. Um, No, but I think I think that you know the biggest takeaway that I would love anyone listening to this to have that moment of like, when is it actually holding you back, right? Because I I don't really think I understood that. So when you're an entrepreneur and you're you sign up for self development, right? Like that's part of the process. We don't get to grow if we don't do the work on ourselves and for me like the moment really came i was speaking not with laura laura and i did everything together even though we lived in two different countries she was late coming to our mastermind retreat and i was speaking in front of a room of 30 women that i knew intimately knew And I had a flashback because I had PTSD and I had a flashback of getting attacked while I was introducing myself in front of a group of women. And I was like, if I can't do this in front of people that I know, how am I ever going to get the work out there that I want to be doing? And so that was really like the moment of this is something that now has to be addressed. It actually is affecting my ability to show up. When I look back, you know, hindsight is 2020, what, you know, like 2020 the year, but when I look back, even at my own career, like working in New York City and being in fashion, where did my voice keep me from, from getting the raise? Where did it keep me from moving ahead the way that I wanted to and being in a better position? Um, Sorry, my dog is going nuts. It's thundering. I apologize. It's all good. Um, But it's it's like you have to look at those moments in yourself where what are the repeating patterns? And when is it actually stepping in front of you and keeping you from walking the path that you're choosing to walk? That's when you have to do the deeper work because it's just going to keep popping up. I mean, nobody wants to stand and lose their voice in front of 30 women and like burst into tears at, you know, a retreat. It happens, right? That's why we do the deeper work and we join masterminds and we're in coaching programs. But I think it just, you know, if I had been in front of a thousand people like doing my life's work and that had happened, like, I don't know if I would have recovered from that. So Mm -hmm. again, it's just, you know, I share my story only because it's an invitation for other people to like say, yes, this is okay. We have the space to talk about things that make us uncomfortable. It's part of the process and it actually allows us all to heal together. So, um, Yeah. Don't sit in your fear. Like talk, tell your story. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's just
0: such a powerful message and a reminder for women to be vulnerable. It's okay. It's okay. And it's going to free you into stepping into who you truly are. And like you were saying, it no longer letting it hold you back, whether it's in the online space or wherever you are, or any part of your life, like free yourself from that. So I appreciate that message so much. That's that's beautiful. That's amazing. So you guys are just like a breath of fresh air in my world. Like I'm so happy that we connected and I can share you on the the Courageously Confident podcast, which actually we're rebranding it. It's going to be the Courageously Confident Coaching podcast. I'm rebranding everything right now. So this will be that one when, when it's out. So it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also just, I really love this conversation because A lot of the times I think people always look for like, what do I do? What's the strategy? Like, how do I build a business? All these things. And yes, that's important. But our conversation is so much more of like, who are you being and what do you need to work through? And that's just as important of as how do I make money? How do I sell? What's the strategy? Because if we're not in true alignment with ourselves, um, it's never going to work. And that it's, I'm always say like, I'm hundred percent strategy, but I'm a hundred percent like mindset and inner work. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is needed. This is needed to be the woman who can have the success and have all these things. So I just love this conversation so much. If you ladies wanted to leave like a final thought or one tip or one thing for the, the women listening, you can each share maybe what what's what's channeling through you right now to just share with, with any woman listening who wants to build, I would say, build a business in the online space.
2: Oh, good question. (laughs) I think for me, you know, it is being drilled down on social media right now, but it's really been the behind the scenes story of our brand. It's just get on, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, like the uncomfortable, like sales, it can be the most organic conversation in the world, and then it's still going to be uncomfortable. The deeper work, the shadow work, it's it's designed to make you uncomfortable. Not knowing what to do or how to launch, you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable. It's 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 part of the roller coaster ride. So, um, embrace it. It's kind of fun. I mean, it can be addictive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree. It's like, let's try this. I'm uncomfortable. Let's try this.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly. Usually those are the best ideas, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: I think the thing that comes to mind for me, like I'm just reading, um, Glennon Doyle's untamed and, and I had, you know, what she's saying in that book was really resonating to me. Cause I'd already been sort of meditating a lot on this, but this notion that like, just because it feels hard right now, doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, it's supposed to feel hard and you know, like if you spend, you know, 80% of your time doing things that don't necessarily feel good in the moment, but are good for you, you are going to move the needle forward and you're actually going to step more into alignment with your core, your, your core values, your core desired feelings. Like that's actually going to happen quicker. Even though in the micro, in the moment, you're like, I don't want to get out of bed this morning. I don't want to do that thing in my bed, whatever it is. And you think that you're feeling like not aligned and I can't do it yet. I'm not ready just knowing that just because it feels hard doesn't mean you're, you're actually doing it right. You're totally on the right path.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. So thank you so much for being on. I'm so excited to share you guys with my community and the podcast listeners. And just to refresh everyone, do you want to share the like two or three best platforms that people are now in love with you both and want to go follow you and, and, and consume more of
2: your energy? Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at luscious.hustle. That's where we hang out the most. Our DMs are always open. Laura's in there every single day. If you get a response, it's her. (laughs) Every (laughs) once in a while, it's me, but most of the time it's Laura. Um, And then you can find us online at www.luscioushustle.com or on iTunes, Spotify, all the iHeartRadio places, um, Luscious Hustle podcast.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you ladies so much for being on and thank you everyone for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. I'm going to stop recording.